It's Against All Odds presented by FanDuel. You know, the playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. You filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today. And bet with Fandle, America's number one sports book. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 or older, 18 or older in D.C., and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Podcast Network powered by Spotify because it's out coming to you on a late Wednesday night. We have Mikey Meatballs, producer this disaster of a show, and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, D3, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren the Parley Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How we doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? I have to like uh, temper my enthusiasm here, my natural enthusiasm to start a show because I'm in a hotel and it's um. It's after 11 o'clock here, and I don't know. I, I don't know the neighbors too well, so I don't want to start screaming, you know, banging <laughs> on the wall. I, I didn't want to tell you where I am. It's a ridiculous story of how I got here and why I'm here and everything else. But Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everyone. Not a Happy New Year for Russell Hustle and Bustle Wilson as the Broncos and Sean Payton decided to bench him the last two games, Parlay Kid. And I don't know, the more I was reading about it, I see that they could, they owe him a ton of money. He's going to walk with $150 million no matter what. But it doesn't count against them for 45. If they, if they keep him a certain amount of time, they also have $45 million counted against them in 2025 or something like that, or $37 million in 2025. That's the number. And so essentially, they're going to cut him like in the first week of March. This is nuts. Pretty, were you surprised by this, Parley Kid? I, I think we all are a, a bit surprised, but then when you kind of read about it, I yeah. guess it does make sense for the Broncos organization. Is it the right thing to do? Probably not. Uh, but when it's a business and it's probably a good business move by the Denver Broncos. Uh, so um, I can't really judge the situation. I Peyton is saying all the right things that this is a move to help the football team. Uh, you know, that's we know that's garbage. And Wilson has been uh, a pretty solid quarterback this year. I mean, his stats are better than Patrick Mahomes' stats, right? Yeah. So um, it's uh, not the right thing to do in terms of from a personal standpoint, but probably the right thing to do from a business standpoint. I always saw it on the personal standpoint. So I, I think it's kind of a uh, – uh, a bad job by the Broncos, but um, I'm not their upper management. I'm not their ownership. 
You're not, I, so, right? You lost that position. No, wait, if yeah, I was, yeah. I'd <laughs> probably be doing the same thing they're doing. So. Well, you know, it, it's weird because, first of all, I'm not sure Sean Payton ever loved Russell Wilson. I'm sure he wouldn't have taken the job if it was just Jared Stidham, but they did sign Stidham for $10 million. They, I wonder if Payton thought he would be the quarterback. Anyway, we'll go into that a little later on about the backup situation, how we thought he might be the backup to step up. At least I did. But okay, so Russell, well, he's probably a pain in the ass. They know they're not going to win a Super Bowl with him, most likely. And he did have a good year, Harry, which means they might be able to deal him, and which they probably never thought they would be able to deal him. But some teams uh, up there, Pittsburgh, I heard Atlanta, I heard the Commanders, and I heard Brian's Raiders. Brian, I'll get your... I'll get your reaction in a minute. But Harry, what do, what do you think of that? I mean, I, I didn't see him in a Broncos uniform. I don't really see him with any of those other teams either. No, Atlanta maybe makes makes a little bit of sense that you mentioned. But but still, it's uh, for the if you're a Denver fan, I mean, if you're a Denver fan, what a like you're still mathematically alive. You just did blow that New England game, but a nice comeback too. Uh, now you're going to go to Stidham. I mean, you mentioned, uh, Darren, that, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, 26 touchdowns, eight picks, a solid season overall stats. Right? Not great yards wise, but still 26 and eight. Mahomes is 26 and 14. And Lamar Jackson, who we were talking about yesterday, is probably going to be the MVP. Has 19 passing touchdowns. And Denver, and now Denver's, uh, you know, uh, going to be without Cortland Sutton probably maybe for another week too. So it's, it makes it inter- it's going to be not going to be easy for Stidham to get it done these last two games, but just overall, if you're a Denver fan, wouldn't you want to just finish the season with Wilson and see where you go from there? I think if his numbers weren't as good as you just said, they would just finish it with him. They wouldn't think that they have, but he has this injury clause and uh, everybody has it. If he gets hurt, in these next two weeks, they're still on the hook for the money. And I think that's why they're seeing this as a trade opportunity. But Brian, what about, Russell hustle and bustle taking snaps for your Raiders next year. I said, no, thanks. No, thanks already. So, I mean, if Denver doesn't, if Denver doesn't want him, I don't want him. Uh, I mean, right. look, it, it depends. I mean, like if, if you're talking about, I think they kind of have to cut him, right? Uh, I can't imagine a team's actually going to trade oh, yeah. for him and take, I, I don't know how the salary works when they trade for him. That's one thing I don't know. And the Raiders aren't going to take on a big salary quarterback because they still have to figure out with Garoppolo because there's some some mm-hmm. dead money there too for next year. So I don't I don't see them doing it again. If Russell is cut and you can get him on a short term deal, that's a different story possibly. But I'm I am not trading for him. No way. What's weird about this is you being a Raiders fan. It was almost a year to the day where Derek Carr was benched and Stidham yeah. came in to replace him. I think a year like tomorrow. Is, yeah. uh, is the difference. And uh, and listen, I don't think they expect Stidham to win these next two games and get him into the playoffs, even if everything else worked out uh, for them to advance. But um, it is it is very strange. And the other thing with Stidham is b- before the season started, I think this was like the one futures thing, the very first futures thing we handled because we didn't want to go over everything in like the beginning of August. We're like, all right, let's do backup quarterbacks. Which ones will win the most games? Um you would think this would be the year, Parley Kid, where you had a guy with four wins, and Bry had a guy with three wins, and Harry had a guy with three wins, and I had a guy with two wins, whatever. We, 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 a collective zero, worse than our first touchdown picks, a zero <laughs> for backup <laughs> quarterbacks. Uh, Harry, you, who did you have? I don't I had remember. Hoyer. You had Hoyer, or did Brian yep. have Hoyer? You had Hoyer. Had Hoyer. No, Harry Hoyer had was Hoyer. close because he, he came in and won, they won a game against <laughs> New England. 
He doesn't get the win though for that, right? He replaced Garoppolo in right. that game. No, nope, okay. didn't get the win. All right, so yeah. that started, was close. He started a game against the Bears, and there that was the worst and game lost. Of the year. Right? Okay, so there was no win there. Uh, Bry, who did you have? I thought you had Hoyer, so you didn't have no. Hoyer. Why am I forget? Why am I blanking? Who I had? Uh, uh, hold on, I'll, I wrote I'll it find down. This. All right, you find it out. Polly kid, yours might have been the worst because up until last week. The backup for the guy, the guy who was starting, was uh, projected to win MVP, and so you had right. Sam Darnold, right? I had Sam Darnold. <laughs> I rolled the dice on the fact that maybe Purdy would get hurt or struggle a little bit, right? And uh, Darnold would win games with that team, but uh, hasn't yeah. had the opportunity. Uh, all no. right, and so I had Brian. Did you figure out who you had? I love Mike White. All right, Michael. Michael had it on the uh, on the. Mike, yeah, Mike White, Mike White. Mike White. I thought Tua was going to get right. hurt. I thought Tua was going to get right. hurt. The okay. guy. Right. Exactly. That's another shocker that Tua <laughs> has made it uh, the distance so far. And so my pick was Jared Stidham, and I'm like, they're going to have a short leash on uh, Wilson. And then Harry, as Harry and, and Paulie Kid mentioned, he has great stats. Russell Wilson. There's no reason to take him out. They looked look, look terrible when they lost. Gave up 70 points. I think they lost four out of the last mm. first five, and then they roar back um, in the playoff mix, but now I have a chance to put up the one win that could get us to our first backup win collectively <laughs> of the four of us. Jared Stidham. Nuts. Go I, go do it, Jared. I'm Pretty curious. Good. What do you think? Like, I'm curious what Peyton wants from Wilson because when you watch the Denver games, I mean, it feels like 70% of Wilson's passes are just out into the flat, right? Like yeah. those quick little passes out into Except the flat. Except for the like, Hail so Mary. What, he'll throw. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So like what – is that not their offense? Like, is there things he's doing that just he should not be doing, like dumping well, it off like that? I mean, well, I also a couple of weeks ago, remember when when uh, Peyton went off on uh, Russell Wilson on the sidelines, like like he's a rookie court, like he's a rookie quarterback. Meanwhile, this guy's been to a Super Bowl twice. He's won it once, and he's ripping him like 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 can't stand the guy. I think he yeah. probably can't stand the guy. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do yeah, with Yeah, I mean, this. look, so Russell no, has so. had a better career than Peyton, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other funny thing, well, not that this was too funny for anybody, but Jair Alexander, the uh, <laughs> D-back for the Packers, um, was suspended a game by the Packers for coming out. What was it last week? No, not coming out, for, but coming out <laughs> to take the coin toss as an honorary captain when he wasn't a captain and wasn't supposed to be out there. And his explanation for it is hilarious. He really is really freaking funny. Go check that out on X or wherever you want to find it. And uh, like, honestly, if something happens to my cousin, Jimmy, like Jair Alexander should host the Oscars. He's really <laughs> funny with this whole explanation. He's like, well, I'm from Charlotte. I don't think the coach knew that. And I went out there. <laughs> but uh, it is a little weird, Brian, that they're suspending him. Their secondary is already in trouble. Uh, uh, the Packers. It's and- a weird, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird suspension. It's it's such a weird, funny suspension. I mean, Jair, he's barely ever healthy, right? Yeah, he's right. He's like one right. of their top defensive players. I feel like he plays once every three or four games, and then I think that's probably he, what he's coming he's, out he's to announce healthy, the point and toss. Like, yeah, yeah, you're you're suspended. Uh, unbelievable. All right, let's get to this Thursday night game. The last one of the year. I don't want to sound like one of those idiots. Like, can you believe where that? This is the last Thursday night game of the year. Features a wow, what a what a battle of juggernauts here. The Cleveland Browns, the New York Jets. This was the first night game ever, Polly Kid, in 1970. Um, these teams look different now. No Broadway Joe. The Browns are laying seven and a half. It went up from a seven. Uh, as we are recording now on FanDuel, seven and a half, thirty-four and a half is the over/under. Cleveland looking 
really, let's be honest, looking like an easy division winner if they didn't have the best team in the conference to contend with. They beat up on Houston. Joe Flacco is comfortable with this offense, 300 yards plus passing in the last three games. And let's face it, he's their best option, regardless of who is healthy for the Browns. Um, I tried making a case for the Jets here, but I think it's a long night if this Browns defense is ready on a short week. Best in the league, 260 yards per game allowed. The Jets are bad news offensively, 30th in the league, 15 points per game they put up. I don't care that they came alive against that crap commander squad. Ryan Tannehill and Clayton Toon threw for about 110 yards against the Browns. I think that's about where Simeon ends up on Thursday. Not enough. Jets won 7-1 against the spread the last nine. Uh, the Browns games have gone under in eight of the last 12 that they're favored. So I think it's I think it's supposed to rain too. Ugly, low scoring, 22-9, I'm going to say. Parley kid, I'm taking the Browns lay in the seven, seven and a half, whatever you want to say. You got them too? Yeah, you said it all right there. So I know it does seem uh, a tick high. I wish it was a little lower here. But, um, yeah, I think I feel the same way about Simeon. I think this is the type of quarterback that is going to have a really terrible time against this Browns defense. Uh, He doesn't move around very well in the pocket. Um, He's not going to be able to extend plays against this Browns defense. I think this Browns defense gets to him. Early and often, uh, and the Jets fall behind in this one, and they never, ever get into this game. Uh, I think they ride out the rest of the season. I think that win from the Jets last week was uh, their big one for them. Uh, I think now the plan is to uh, get a, hang a couple L's here before the end of the season to uh, get a better draft pick. Yeah, and if you're looking at the Brown side, geez, they could have 12 wins. They win this week. They, you know, Amazing. they win next. Uh, right. uh, 12 wins with four quarterbacks. Just, well, you're calling uh, it, though, Sal. This is your team. I know. This is your team. The Ravens just would have gotten out of the way. Would have cashed that division bet. Mm. Uh, Brian, the bad news is my team, your team, probably kids' team, Harry's team, we're all on the Browns this week. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. Uh, I, you know, I think we had a couple of games the other day. We were all on it together. They all lost, right? Yeah, right? yeah for sure. They, we were all on the Eagles, <laughs> the Chiefs, right? I that's think true. We, uh, yeah, we that's lost true. Those. So, yeah, it's not It's not a good thing. But uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I couldn't find another way here for the Jets to cover. And But I will say, like, the Browns, three straight home games where, where they're in close games, four points or less, they've won by. But... Again, I don't trust the Jets to score any points here on the road. And on a short week, they've gotten blown out twice in their last two road games. They mm. should have lost that Commanders game again. They were gifted 20 points to start that yeah. game or 17 in the first like five minutes of that game. They were gifted they Sam Howell. Not. Yeah. Right. And if, if Sam Howell came out of that game earlier, they were not winning that game. They should have right. lost that game anyway. Pretty. It seemed like they were going to lose that game when Brissett came into that game. But I do not trust them to score any points here. I think this is a 24-10, 24-10 yeah. game. All right, yeah. that's good. I say 22-9, yeah. 24-10 is good. Uh, Harry, you have a, a teaser here, and then we'll get to your cartoon pick. But uh, give us the teaser. Yeah, I'm going to tease uh, Cleveland down to minus one and a half, and I'm going to go under 41 and a half. You guys mentioned that. You know, Jets got their Christmas gift. We're up 20 nothing, and then uh, the 50-40-yard field goal from Zerline to beat Washington. Now they got to go to Cleveland uh, on a short week. Jets played tough at home, but on the road, they've scored just 31 points total in their last four games away from home. Flacco and the Browns have won three in a row. <laughs> Can you practice saying his name? The guy's going to be a Hall of Famer probably. If, can you get it? Can you get it right? Flacco. 300, 300 uh, 
plus yards. But two of those three wins, LeBron mentioned, won by just four points or less. And in fact, six of the Browns' last eight wins have been by four points or less. So I'll take the tease just in case Cleveland's in Cincinnati next week. So get up two touchdowns versus New York and Cruz. Don't show too much and save it for the Bengals next week. All right. Mikey Meatballs, don't let him steal a point there. It's under 40 and a half on the the teaser, on the graphic there. Because the line is uh, 34 and a half and seven and a half. Okay. As we're doing it. Is that all right, Harry? You got sure, it? let's go. Okay. All right. Listen, let's go. To, all right. So now that you know, we all have the Browns. So Jets, uh, put all your money on the Jets. We'll be right back. We have props. We have first touchdown picks. Our last of the year, I promise. Uh, then our uh, college football championship selections in Sharp Tank when we return. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, so we're not down with this, done with this Brett's, uh, Brett's Jones game. Let's call it Jets and Browns. Uh, here are some uh, props. I'm going to give Brees Hall under 46 and a half rushing yards. He has gone under this number. For the last five times he's faced top 10 rushing defenses. He averages about 33 over that stretch. Everyone got excited. He is exciting. When he breaks one, it's great. You know, it actually makes Jets fans excited more than anything. I think when Brees Hall actually has the ball and breaks out like two tackles. But, um, you know, that was against the commanders. This is a different story. I'll get get lucky or unlucky if he breaks one this week. Um, but I'd bet a lot of these player prop unders in a dull last game, I think, for Al Michaels. Harry, I think, is this his last one? He's not doing playoffs, right? So, Brees Hall, under 46 and a half rushing. Harry, you have X, you wrote X Gibson, under 17 and a half yards receiving. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to take Xavier Gibson, uh, under 17 and a half at minus 114 receiving yards. Cleveland's first in yards against, first in passing yards against, and the rookies averaging just one reception a game. He had one catch for one yard in that win uh, last week versus Washington. He's had more than two catches in a game just one time all year, and it's gone under 17 yards receiving it eight, eight times this year. He had seven yards or less seven times this year, so I'm going to go under 17 and a half in a game that doesn't mean anything for the Jets. All right, Parley Kid, take us home. All right, we got Bri after you, but uh, what do you like, Parley Kid? Yeah, I'm going to take Elijah Moore over 34 and a half receiving yards. Oh, the revenge Browns. game. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, you know, I always like the revenge games. I'm not, I don't usually take a player like <laughs> Elijah Moore in a revenge game, uh, but he did uh, dislike his time here in New York. Uh, was very outspoken about not getting the ball enough here. And let's face it, what we should see is a massive regression from Cooper this week, right? Like the Jets' focus is going to be on stopping Amari Cooper after that huge performance. By the way, we should have mentioned he's he's questionable. I don't know if he's a game time decision, but he might not even play, right, Cooper? But by now we might find out that he is playing. Oof. Well, Harry, do you see that? Better hope he plays. Boy, I'm not oh making boy. that up. Let me look that up. But go ahead, Paul. I can finish. finish <laughs> but no, so that's, that's my you feeling. I mean, players up, right? So, okay. More, more does average more than this for this uh, season uh, mm-hmm. per game. So he just got to hit his mark really here. It's a couple catches. Uh, the Jets secondary is very good. But uh, while they're trying to stop Cooper, 
if he plays and and Joku, et cetera. I think more is a sneaky play here. Gets a couple catches, goes over this right. total. There you go. I mean, they're, they're used to each other. Yeah, uh, questionable with a heel injury, Harry. Let's mm. see what happens. Well, he's probably. always. I feel like he's always questionable, always right, though, Cooper? Yeah. Whatever, Harry. He got you enough. You're lucky. You're lucky. <laughs> Whatever he got, it was plenty. Uh, all right, Brian. What, what do you got for a prop? Yeah, I'm taking David and Joku anytime touchdown. A plus uh, went down to plus two hundred. But look, and Joku, mm. we talked about him last week as being one of the best tight ends. All of a sudden, he's he's playing like the best tight end in football right now. Over the last three weeks, yeah, he has 22 catches on 31 targets and four touchdowns over the last three games. Flacco is looking for him all the time. And I would say, like, normally when a guy has four touchdowns in three games and playing the way he's playing, this would normally be, like, plus 130, I feel like. But you're getting the value because they're playing against this Jets defense. So, But I think plus 200 is just too good to pass up right now. I like that, of course, because I like him for my first touchdown selection. And let's talk about this. This is our very last one. We've hit two. Somehow it was me that hit both. All year. You guys feel pressure? Like, honestly, like, you don't want to go the whole year without picking one right, right? Like, this would be a little bit of a bummer, Paul. Well, I've wanted to stop the last six or seven No, that's true. You at least said, I don't want anything to do with this. (laughs) Paulie, kid. I mean, don't you want to win? Like, this is... This would be so. I mean, uh, it'd be funnier if we if I don't. Yeah, I'm looking at your so, pick. I, mean, I, I, yeah, I don't think you don't yeah. want to win. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Brees Hall seven to one is the favorite. Hunt also seven to one, and Ford plus seven fifty. Those are their three. As I mentioned, I'm taking Njoku eight to one. Brian, yeah, he is like one of my favorite non-cowboys now. The root for. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Six touchdowns. You talked about that three-game scoring streak. Four over those three games. Tied for fourth in red zone targets for tight ends. Uh, I am proud to make David Njoku my final pick for a first touchdown and happy to be done in general with this category. Uh, Bry, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to take Kareem Hunt here. I know. Uh, I mean, I like Harry's pick here. I like your pick, Sal, because I would say like Njoku, I'm, I'm kind of going to say who Harry's taking, but Njoku and Ford have scored the Browns mm-hmm. first touchdown in the last four games. Right. So those those guys are killing it for them. But Hunt at seven to one, even with limited touches, he still does lead the Brown in touchdowns with with eight, which is kind of crazy because it feels like at times he hasn't done much this year. So mm-hmm. when he when he gets touches, it's usually inside you know inside the five. That's why he's such a low yards per carry. Uh, so, but eight eight touchdowns on the season, I'll take him at seven to one. I feel like it's been going this way all year. All these, right, these Harry, you got end. Ford. We got we got some of these lower numbers cornered here, so it would seem like we would get it. Except it doesn't seem like we're going to have Brees Hall, so that's going to be the answer. Since I crapped yeah, on him in the prop section, plus yeah. seven fifty, uh, double digit in touches in every game this season includes uh, having forty receptions this year. He had the first touchdown of the game last week versus Houston. Um, Cleveland just um, pound Ford. He's durable, reliable. He also had the first touchdown of the game a month ago with a catch versus the Rams. And in fact, Ford, he's got seven touchdowns, guys, this season. Uh, one game, he had two touchdowns in the game. He's had the first touchdown of the game in five, yeah. five games. So I'm going to go with Ford at plus 750. That's pretty good value. For yeah, that. it's, a good, it's a good one here. Now, Paula kid, I scoffed at your pick, but the truth is if you win this, it'll put us in a, in a category of respectability, at least for first touch. We won't well, get back to even. But it will right. we'll have lost similar to what we lose with, with everything else. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. know why you scoffed at it. You've been on this Browns defense <laughs> I know. Uh, all year long. You've been the guy that has touted them since day one. So you should actually love all uh, my fantasy me teams. taking the Browns yeah. here. 
Uh, the defense, Miles Garrett, uh, strip sack, scooping a score uh, somewhere here, early, you know, early in this first quarter. Um, and then we can uh, at least have some respectability uh, at the end of this. So why not? Browns defense, 26 to 1. All right. There you go. So that's it. That is it. And that is it for the first touchdown picks, Brian. I promise. <laughs> I'm not going to make us. Is there an opportunity to do this for the playoffs? Sure, there is. Well, we, well, always, we do do we it. We do our pool. We have our competition. We, our well, com- we do it. Oh, that's, that's right. Contest. Well, that that's uh, right. That's right. We have that going. But you right, can we'll take, we can Joel take won it multiple, last year, right? We can take right, multiple Right, babyface Joel. So like right, let's just do that to the side and never tell anyone <laughs> but what the hell we're picking and just to <laughs> save the embarrassment. All right. We're going to take a break. we got college football championships Monday night. Uh, semifinals. We'll be right back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All right, let's do this. Texas and Washington, college football. It just seems like so long ago these teams won their conference titles or whatever it was. Now we, I mean, it was. It's going to be a month later. Texas, four and a half point favorite against Washington. 62 and a half is the over under. Now I'm going to preface this by saying the Parley Kid and I will give our selections for these two games on Cousin Sal's winning weekend. That's the third podcast. Or if you wish to view it as a TV show, you should because we dress up really nice. We make sure our Backgrounds are crisp and everything else. Uh, so check that out on FanDuel TV. So we're going to pick props, but Bry and uh, Harry, you're going to pick winners, uh, sides and totals or whatever you want here. Bry, what do you like in this game? Washington getting four and a half against Texas. I like the four and a half. You know, I, I will say um, at times this season, right, Texas has looked like the most well-rounded team offensively and defensively, but it's still hard for me to say, like, I don't know how good the big 10 really was like, I, I don't think it really was that great. Right. But, and, and you look at Texas, right. Besides the loss to Oklahoma, they were lucky to survive K state and TCU. They were mm-hmm. inconsistent in a lot of games at from half to half. And I think this game could be similar. It's funny that these two, two teams played in the bowl game last year, right? Yeah. Washington won that one, but they were able to control the line of scrimmage last year. I think you could see the same thing, right? We saw Washington's offensive line dominate Oregon in that game, and they had time of possession, especially in that first half. So they've been really good. They still have a ton of skill on the field offensively. I think they keep this one close. Uh, you know, I think they keep this within three or maybe even outright win the game. And I think we should all root for Washington. I, I feel like they're a fun team to root for. Yeah, I feel that way too. And uh, you say, I think they're going to keep this close. They've kept everything close, yeah. except they've been on the winning side of keeping everything close against teams they probably should have beaten by more. And then it's like, uh, then, then you don't give them respect. But the truth is, everything's close. So you probably should take the points. But anyway, all right, Harry, uh, you're taking a total here. I'm going to go with the over, over 62 and a half. Sark's going against his former team. Texas 30 plus points in 11 of 13 games this year, 106 in the last two games versus Texas Tech and in the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma State when yours 650 yards in the last two games. He's been fantastic. And on the uh, Washington side, Michael Penix Jr., two years at Washington, two years with over 4,000 yards and also over 30 touchdowns. Huskies have three wide receivers that will be playing on Sunday uh, with Adunze, uh, Polk, and McMillan. 
Uh, they've combined for over 3,000 yards of the 4,000 that Penix has. Uh, I think Texas will get theirs in points. I'm just not sure how good their defense is going to hold up uh, with a Big 12 defense going up against a firepower offense of Washington. So I think this is going to be a shootout. But still, I think yeah, I'm rooting for Washington as well, but over 62 and a half. Yeah, Pauly kid, Harry thinks Texas is going to win, but he said so many terrible things about Sarkeesian. He can't, he's got to go side or he's got to pick something else. <laughs> right, right. That's, definitely. That's, that's, definitely. That's how I'm I don't think Texas is going to win, but I think that uh, it, it's, it's a game. Oh. It's a game. Oh, it's a game. All right, it's a game. Uh, all right, Kid, you are uh, you're all over yours. You had props. Uh, you, we'll talk about the prop, the yours prop you had on because it's house winning weekend. But uh, didn't that didn't work out great for you? But you're you're banking on them on the over. Yeah, Ewers owes me one here, Sal, yeah. with them going over two hundred and eighty seven and a half passing yards uh, in this game. It's right around his average. Is what he averages per game. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Harry's saying. I do believe this is going to be kind of a shootout here. Um, Washington's defense is uh, barely cracks the top seventy-five in the nation. Uh, so, uh, especially in their secondary, uh, is lacking uh, as we've witnessed in some of those games against uh, the you know those Pac-12 uh, schools that they played. So. Uh, I think Ewers takes advantage of that. I think they're going to have to throw the ball here. They're going to have to maybe they fall behind or at some point uh, he's going to go over this 300 plus yards for Ewers. I get a winner here. All yeah, right. I think Ewers had three. I'm looking at last year. He had 369 versus Washington. In that yeah, in the Alamo yeah. Bowl, even though yeah. they only scored 20 points yeah. as a team, however, though, yep. in that game. So. All right. I am going to go Dylan Johnson, the Washington back here, over 74 and a half rushing yards. Now, uh, I get it. Texas is like top three or four in the nation against the rush, but I think they way, way over adjusted this number or under adjusted it. He has 1100 yards, 14 touchdowns, multiple hundred yard games against Oregon, actually 152 in the PAC 12 championship. Um, you know, it's over this number in eight of the last nine games seems way low unless they get behind by a lot. I could see maybe that happening, but I, I don't, I think they're off on this number. I really do. I think he breaks a few big ones and that should be good enough for Dylan Johnson to go over 74 and a half. And he also will be playing on Sundays next year. I think he's uh, graded as like a top five back by Mel Kiper. So uh, look for that. Now the second game, uh, this is the main event, even though I, I'm excited for both games. I really am. Michigan, one and a half point favorite, 44 and a half against Alabama. Parley kid, I know you wanted Florida State in here, but it is nice to have a one versus four that's competitive. And then, like you know, in years past, we've had who's we who we had as, as a four seed, Brian. We've had like Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, right? Clemson, Oklahoma, Notre Dame one year, right? Yeah, Did I get Notre that right. Got those, killed. The, the, yeah. those teams all got yep. smoked. This yep. is a one and a half point favorite for the one overall one seed. 44 and a half, like I said, is the over under. Uh, all right, Harry, uh, which way you go? You have this uh, close kinship with Coach Harbaugh. Uh, so yeah. I'll, I'll give you the floor here. Me and Jim, buddies. Uh, yeah, I'm listen. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Michigan at the beginning of the season when we went over our picks, um, preseason picks. I did give out Michigan at eight to one to win the national championship. So I got to continue to roll with them here. Um, third straight year, Michigan's in the playoffs. Third time is a charm for Harbaugh. He hasn't had a win yet. I think he gets it done here. Uh, Eleven, uh, basically because of the defense. Michigan's defense. Eleven games this year. Eleven games. They give up fifteen points or less. Rematch here, Sal. By the way, from 2019. Uh, Citrus Bowl when mm-hmm. uh, 
Um, Saban beat uh, Harbaugh like 35-19. I think that flips the switch here. Harbaugh takes down Saban. Uh, McCarthy has a nice game too, 74% completion percentage this year. And I think it's a heavy dose of Corum and Edwards. Michigan gets it done. Milrose has a tough time against that Michigan defense. All right. So you're taking Michigan the point and a half, or what are you doing? My I took money line, but I'll take minus one and a half. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you really you go through this whole thing about how they're going to beat them, why they should beat them, and it's all so they could beat them by I one. Hate boys. I hate it. <laughs> stop it. One and a half. Stop. Uh, stop giving everyone the giant vigs to carry here. All right, uh, Harry has taken the uh, minus one and a half. We convinced him. All right, Bry. And now this one, uh, you're going with the side. Yeah, look, I'm uh, taking total, over four. I'm taking over yeah. 44 and a half. And look, I've always rooted for Michigan, but yeah, I, I have a tough time. I don't know which way I'm leaning yet. I, I don't really know what, I, what I'm going to go with. One. So I, I, I like the over here. Uh, and Michigan, look, Harry was talking about, they've been dominant defensively all season. But if you look at their schedule, they have yet to face an athletic quarterback like Milro. Like, look, look, yeah. look at yeah. everybody they played. They have not played a quarterback like this guy. And I will say Saban's had so much success in these semifinal games. He's pretty mm-hmm. much been dominant. They always seem to have a good offensive game plan to come out in this first game. They might struggle in the, you know, the championship game. They've struggled a little bit in some of the games. But I think Milro is going to make a few big plays. I think this is like a 27-24, 27-20 type of game. Goes over the 44 and a half. I just think that it seems a little low. Mm. All right. Uh, so as I mentioned, the Parley Kid and I will have our selections for these games on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. That is on Friday morning. You could hear and uh, see that. Uh, but for now, we'll give you some props. Parley Kid Corum was one of the, uh, I don't know, five, six, seven, twelve 12 Heisman picks I made in the beginning of the year. Didn't, didn't come <laughs> through, but definitely a force and uh, probably well, in a game yeah. like this. He didn't come through just because he didn't have the necessary yardage, but his right. touchdown totals are off the charts, Sal. Mm. Uh, 24 rushing touchdowns this year. So I'm going to take Corum to have the first touchdown. And, you know, we don't have much <laughs> success with this. Right. But 24 touchdowns, first touchdown at plus 375. I was going to take him anytime touchdown, but at minus 200. Uh, I, know, I know Brother Bry has hit with him once or twice on two-plus touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, that's that could be a thought too, especially if you like Michigan. But I'll just roll right here with him to score the first one. Uh, I like 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 I like what Harry is saying in this game. Uh, you'll hear that on your winning weekend uh, from me. So let's take Corum first touchdown plus three seventy five. All He's right. got as good a shot uh, as anybody I've picked all year. Wouldn't this be touchdown. something if he, you you like? Oh my God! You should have been picking college first touchdowns all year. <laughs> right, what a waste right, of the season. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I agree with Bry. What he says about Jalen Milrow being the most athletic, being the most versatile quarterback Michigan has faced, and I'm betting on him to uh, record a rushing touchdown at plus one thirty. Now, unless you're Jalen Hurts getting shoved in the buttocks all afternoon, you have to get lucky with some of these. You know touchdown rushing touchdown for a quarterback picks but milrow 12 touchdowns rushing almost 500 yards on the ground they're gonna have to have some trickery right to beat this uh michigan defense so that's where it's gonna lie last two games versus georgia and auburn he's averaged 16 carries so i think a plus number provides a uh, nice value here for Jalen milrow uh to score at plus 130 all right let's take another break then we got sharp tank we're going to talk about harry's miracle uh fantasy team we're going to talk our bed aches of the year our bets of the year and then we'll be done be right back 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Sharp Tank, you guys. How'd you do last week, Bri? Sharp Tank. I lost. I think we you all did. lost. We all oh, yeah. lost. Oh, oh, that's right. That's I right. The, I put a nice Christmas need, uh, parlay for you guys. I needed, the, I needed the 49ers. To, By the to way, I asked up. you guys, to, we, we did a prop section for the NFL and then we did Sharp Tank. I was like, would you, I want to give you guys a Christmas little bonus here. Put together your best picks from our, our last podcast. Do you want it to be Sharp Tank or the props? And you guys said Sharp Tank and, and everybody lost. I mean, it was going to be like a $4,000 payout, right? <laughs> But I wonder yeah, if yeah, well, the, my, the other, my thing other would've pick would have lost too. Oh, so. lost. Okay. <laughs> oh good. Oh, everyone loses everything. Okay, good. All right. So, uh, all right, Brian, take us away. Best pick for the weekend that we haven't talked about. All right. Uh, yeah. For a sharp tank, it's, I'm doing something a little bit different here. I'm doing a parlay and I'm going to take the Buccaneers money line and the Cowboys minus six at plus mm. two, plus two twenty five. I was going to take them both just to win at plus one thirty five, but then I was like, yeah, you're not getting enough action there here. But I, th- I do think, the line was a little higher with the Cowboys, but I, I, they've just been so dominant at home. I, I just think against a team like the Lions, who just they're not going to be physical enough. The Lions, I think, to to stay within this game, and they've been good against the spread on the road. But I, I just don't really love the way they're playing right now. Right? They they could have lost that Vikings game. They got beat up to the Bears on the road. They weren't great against the Saints either on the road, except for the first quarter of that game. And, you know, the Cowboys need to have a big week. Right, just in case you talked about this with Simmons, but just in case they sit sit the starters like after a half in week 18, right? They have to go into the postseason with some momentum. And then on the other side, like right, the Lions are coming off the division crown. Seems like maybe a little bit of a letdown for them. And then the other team, like I said, I like is the Bucks, right? Four straight wins, Mayfield playing the best football of his career. And the Saints have lost and not covered three straight on the road. I just there's just something missing with that team. I, I like the way the Bucs are playing right now. I have a, an irrational look at the Saints, as the parlor kid points out over and over. And I, <laughs> I just take them over and over. And I was looking, though, I was scouring these odds for the playoffs. The Bucks like minus 650 to make the playoffs. It is like, a little high. That's like, a little oh, high. man, they're it's eight and seven. It's uh, a little ridiculous. It's still, it's still Baker. I don't know. I know. All right. Uh, but anyway, all right, we'll, we'll go back to that. Uh, Parley kid, what you got? Yeah, I looked at, you know, I got burned last week by a lot of those games. So I'm just going to take a player prop here in that Cowboys game, which promises to have a lot of points scored. I think you think so, too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take Brandon Cooks over 35 and a half yards receiving. Cooks averages 68 plus yards receiving per game at home. He's gone over that total uh, in five straight home games, and it hasn't even been close when the Cowboys are at their best is when Cooks is involved in the offense. He hasn't been involved the last few weeks. I think this week they get him back involved. Cooks over 35 and a half yards at minus 114. I like is that. my play of the week. Very exciting when he catches passes, especially touchdown passes that you hope think could be the end of the game, but don't turn out to be. Uh, 35 and a half is pretty good. All right, Harry, I have a feeling you have something interesting for us here. Well, 
I did lose, and I'll get to that in a little while again, my NFL play of the year. Uh-huh. But this week, I'm giving out my <laughs> NFL total of the year here during Sharp Tank between Dallas and Detroit. Of course, I am it's a the over 53 and a half. Now, the boys did let me down while taking the over <laughs> there the last two games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was your Sharp Tank last week. That yeah. was my Sharp Tank. That was, I mean, well, listen, the, the fumble to start the game. The field goals all over the place, but I, I but I'm going to go 53 and a half here. Um, I fully expect there to be fireworks with both offenses. Detroit, I really think, has the most complete offense in the NFL. I believe more than Dallas and more than San Francisco. Detroit scored 30 points or more in three of their last four road games, 72 total points in their last two weeks. Montgomery and Gibbs are both going to probably wind up with a thousand yards, and they've got 20 combined touchdowns on the ground. Laporta has been a, a tremendous find, and I have it has had a fantastic rookie season. I believe nine touchdowns there. And Dallas, Dallas is seven and zero at home. They've scored 30 or more in all seven. They've scored 40 or more in four of those home games. Dak at home, 20 touchdown passes, two picks, shootout in Big D. Somebody wins 38-35. I pointed out, out to Parlor Kid, the lowest scoring game at home, I think it was against the Jets week two, where they really stopped trying at like uh, midway through yeah. the third quarter. They scored 30. Um, 30. All right. Well, all right, Harry. So I got to know this. So there's your total of the year, but where, which, what's the calendar looking like in your head? So does this mean you could have a total of the year? In four days, when it's the 2024, is because that'll be a new year? Or when's the next time we see a total from you? Oh. Yeah, did he just get it in? Is this like redeeming? Yeah, that's what like I, a, I'm not sure if he got like it in a gift card or what. It's about it's 2023. <laughs> 2023, yeah, exactly. He's got to accrue uh, frequent flyer miles to keep his status or something. All right. Uh, uh, <sighs> All right, I guess I got to go with Harry. I mean, how could I miss out on his total of the year? Point, and plus, point, I could point, Sal. Sun, Saturday night, come on. And then also, uh, we can make fun of him when it loses. So, all right, that's what I'm going to do. Total of the year, over yeah. 53. Over I do like the Cowboys over 30 and a half, though. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, why yeah. not? Uh, yeah. It looks too easy, actually. All right, let's go over some of these bets of the year. Uh, Bri, I, I asked the Polly kid, if you want to hear his, you'll listen to Cousin Sal's winning weekend. I asked him for his bed ache and his bet of the year. Brian, let's go to you. Your bet of the year and your bet ache of the year. My bet of the year. I didn't have a lot of great stuff. Look, I'm giving you a bet I hit, right? I think I hit him at 7-1, or maybe it was 7-1, uh, and beat MVP, although I put that in in 2022. I'll be honest with you. Ooh, I mean, right. uh, It cashed in 23. I had the Braves' best. I had a decent amount on the Braves' best record at plus 650. Like, that was definitely... Uh, one of the better bets I had uh, outside of nice. that though, I was looking, I was like, I don't think I hit <laughs> the year before I hit a bunch over 10 to one. I don't think I hit. I don't think I hit I'm the many. same way. I was like, I've made thousands of bets. How do I only have, I'll give you mine. Stroud hasn't even come in yet. And so it can't even count for this well, year. Might not yeah. come in. No, I had 10 to one on Stroud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My best bet of the year is still going. It's the Steelers opponent first half Steelers to win the game, which hit uh, five times. It's just so I'm up. I'm actually up like 13 units with that. So that's, I guess, the thing to be most proud of. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe not won't win again the rest of the year. All right, let's hear your betting. Well, my betting... I... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny with the bettings. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and I was, 
I was trying to, I didn't want to really look at one specific game because it was so hard to find that, but I was like, all right, the, the season started off on a terrible note, right? I think I had, I lost on that Michigan TCU game, which was terrible. Then immediately after that, my oh, biggest yeah. loss of the year by far, the Eagles lost to the, to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl was awful. I followed that up, Sal, mm. the NCAA tournament. Arizona killed me losing that first round game mm. to, to Princeton oh, right, right away. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. awful. That was Tate's fault. They, yeah. I think I, I got <laughs> killed on Parley Kids. When Parley Kid loves to take the second game of a home team in the NBA playoffs, mm-hmm. the, the Celtics game two versus the Heat up double digits, down one nothing, up double digits late in the fourth quarter, blow that game. I had that. So that was a really bad one. And then actually, you know what? I, The worst, actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, the most costly bet this year for me was definitely the Cowboys loss to the Cardinals. Definitely not oh, that I had that yeah. in, Ugh. I would have had so much money off of that. I had that in like 20 different parlays. Yeah. That, that had to be the worst financially for me for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's the reason we're not going to win the division. <laughs> as, as lackluster <laughs> as we are. Yeah. kid. Really, really crazy. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's funny. You talk about the heat. They beat, that might be my bet. Ache. I, thought, I just had so many. I couldn't even pick one. It's like, who's, which child do you hate most? Is it so many? I can't, <laughs> I can't pick it. And so it's like, uh, but the heat, when the bucks laid down for the heat, I think that was, that was bad. I, that's, that was my biggest money. Why am I betting so much on, on the, I got to start keeping like a, di- I got to start it? keeping like a diary. So no, I can just no, e- no. easily no. go, easily go back. And just no, like, wow, it's bad was- though. It's awful. You don't want to go to that. <laughs> um, it's forced therapy. All right, Harry. Uh, I know you got some uh, big ones here. Better the year and better uh-huh. the year. I did have, I did give out Blake Snell at 32 to one or 30. I don't remember to one. that. I don't remember that at all. Any of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but it's, but Sal, you said the, your but bet I didn't put of the year, on it, right? Right there. Right. Now, the yes, yes, the yes, exactly. I did hit Scotty Scheffler at, uh, um, uh, like, uh, 50 bucks at eight and a half to one, one uh, during, I think the players. So I hit that, but you know, it could have been my, be- my best, but also worst situation when we were all in Vegas in January. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit that Royal for $4,000 at Harrah's and then Chris H was right next to me. And then I I hit, I hit the 4,000 and then Ken finds out because you guys tell him and he's taking my money from me in front of some people Mm -hmm. as we know. So I really, really, I I win (laughs) $4,000, but I really don't get to keep it. It kind of did start a shit storm. If we think about that whole thing, you hitting the Royal. Explain to the the people why you have to give up your money. He doesn't know. I told, I I told him that I was not playing video poker anymore, but I played video. And, and Uh, but just to be clear, the only reason I told Ken is because you kept it for me. You kept it, so, uh, so I'm like, oh, I'm in the Ken camp. Oh, if, not, if I tell you, if I tell you, you're still telling. Well, him. now you know. Now, no, jokes, I'm out. no, you keep it for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him now. Because <laughs> uh, who did you tell? I think Darren's the one who told me. No, I told him. Oh, no, I didn't tell you. No, I no. You told me and Chris. You told me and Chris. I didn't say anything. Chris told you. Oh, Chris told me. All right, there you go. I had to teach you a lesson. And now um, there's all sorts of lawsuits surrounding this um, this, this situation. But you learned your lesson. So that was both. Is that both your best bet and your bet? Uh, that's my best, maybe my best bet, but also bad beats. I'm just gonna say that you know I uh, I'm blaming the referees on three major ones. Brian mentioned Casey Philly in the Super Bowl. Stop Bull it. Crap. 
uh, KC, Minnesota, when there was four penalties <laughs> that have been called against uh, Kansas City yeah. on one. Darren, terrible. terrible I agree. Day. I agree. That was horrendous. Um, and then uh, in I had the I had Creighton in the NCAA tournament. Like the referees call a phony foul against uh, uh, against Creighton against San Diego State with like a half a second to go. Guy makes the free throw. Game's over. I lose. <laughs> That's good. I like you that you're keeping track of it. But the fact that it keeps being the Chiefs and you you, you just comp- keep repeating yourself, like the referees favor the Chiefs over and over and over, but you keep betting against the Chiefs. So who's who's the idiot here? It's like, I don't know. Like, well, I'm not saying I'm not who said I mean, I'm not saying I'm not an idiot. I'm just saying that. <laughs> okay, good. Again, that that game against Minnesota, roughing roughing on Cousins. Yeah, I know. I know. Out on the fullback cam. Late and holding for nine yards in the end zone. I know. And the help getting taken off. But you say <laughs> you say every time they get every call. And you you're like, you know what? I'm gonna bet well, against I'm gonna call now anymore because they stink. All right. <laughs> We're good. You know and what? Andy, and, Try to uh, bet against Andy. them now. Coach See what happens. Year, great coach, great coach. Everyone loves Andy Reid. Can't figure some things out right now, huh? Bet against them then. Be be bold here. Bet against them these last couple of games. Take the Bengals. You want to change your sharp tank? I'll let you <laughs> let change your uh, total of the year. Whatever you want. Dallas is scoring a lot. Dallas and Detroit, 38, 35. <laughs> yeah, Harry's, Harry's taking the points with the Bengals, I'm sure, with his picks this week. All right. So, real quick, let's go over our resolutions for the year. We've learned a lot. We bet a lot. We do the same stupid things over and over. Harry, your resolution should be I'm not going to pick against the Chiefs, knowing that the referees are, I don't believe this, but are in their corner every game. It's like, yeah, the election is rigged, but I'm going to keep running every four years. So I don't, I don't get it. So Harry, start, we'll start with you. What is your, Uh, what have you learned? What's your resolution for betting? I think my resolution for betting since I could also consider this uh, uh, bad as what I did last year is uh, betting the NBA playoffs. I got murdered. I got crushed. I lost for me a lot. 3,500 bucks in, in betting NBA playoffs. I lost mm-hmm. all. And on Christmas day, I took the Suns minus 200 who lost by 14 to Dallas. Uh, and the, I, my pick for the Suns for everything this year has been terrible so far. So basically I am going to stay away from the NBA. I'm going to stay clear away from the NBA. <laughs> no betting the NBA until maybe the playoffs and maybe even not then. Don't do that. We, we still have 60 podcasts well, to do between res- now and yeah, the five. Exactly. That can't That's be a resolution. Yeah, this is what we, this is what we do anymore. Yeah. I do not win money in the All NBA. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's just going to be the three of us. You, you could take your nice uh, follow Springsteen for the next uh, 60 days. And then we'll come back to you in the playoffs. I'll do our race to tens and that'll be that. Okay, great. All right. But you'll be betting that or you won't. I don't, I don't know. I don't even believe. I don't even believe that's 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 the case. Go ahead, Brian. What what's your resolution? Well, look, I, look, I think what yours should be, Sal, and may, maybe you make money off of it. I feel like what yours should be is like you know when you take a team and you like a team and then in the first quarter, you're live betting against that team on a parlay yeah. immediately when they're down 10 nothing. Yeah, I, I, I got to be like, better at that. I, I feel be like better. that kills you. What I will say is what always hurts me is I do not like to hedge at all. You guys mm-hmm. know that. But I am the opposite of hedging. I will yeah. have... I will have a team to end and, you know, on multiple parlays, just I need one team to win multiple parlays to, to hit a huge amount of money. I will then decide to double and triple down on that game and just bet that game mm-hmm. solely. So now I need to stop doing that because, uh, you know, I already have enough riding on that game already. Right. And then uh, so I just keep betting the same team. And if it de- if it does not hit, it definitely goes very badly. Uh, yes. And I've, I've gotten burned 
multiple times for Disney. So let me jump in and then I'll hear yours, Parley Kid, but because mine is similar to Bry's in that I like betting streaks, right? I like I look for trends and those indicate streaks. And you know, with every other gambling aspect, Bry, when we play blackjack, we believe in streaks, right? The mm-hmm. only way you're gonna yep. beat that VIG is if you double up and triple up when you are on a hot streak. And that's why Bry will have $25 on hand to blackjack. And you'll turn in, turn over <laughs> around to order a Kahlua and cream from the waitress. And then you look to your right and he has like $350 on hand of blackjack. Or 800 or, have, 12, or 800 or 12, right. <laughs> because you believe in streaks with everything. And so I should in football too. So it's dumb to think that on Christmas day, because two underdogs have already covered that the third game has to be the favored 49ers who I don't even like. Right over right. the Ravens. Like, no. why the hell? It's just as random to think that the two underdogs that the other one's going to cover. So I have to get that nonsense out of my head. I have to stop stop with the looking at the board and how this certain game meshes with what we've seen the rest of the day. So it's going to be hard to do, but that's what I'm doing. Parley Kid, what are you Yeah, I do? think you're right, Sal. It's kind of like with Harry when he says, oh, that's a fishy line. How many times when Harry says there's a fishy line, yeah. does it actually... He, then he goes against it, right? And it doesn't right. really hit anyway, right? For mm-hmm. the most part, it's kind of like what you're saying too. Right. Um, just because the two underdogs won. Uh, you know, so I think for me, um, I got to look at some of this fringe betting. Um, you know, like for example, obviously we're doing so much between college basketball, pro basketball, all the major stuff. But then I, I just, when I really look back at it, I pro, you know what I probably lose the most at is probably like UFC ends up killing me mm. throughout the year. Um, I'll, I'll go on a little run every year with USFC. So I think I know what I'm doing yeah. with it. But then eventually I probably would lose. I probably lose like 75% of my wagering <laughs> on UFC. So maybe it's time to put the UFC to bed for me for like a little bit of time south especially when there's everything else going on right when i don't you know there's always going to be those months where like it's july and it's just baseball Mm -hmm. and i'm like i guess i'm gonna i gotta do a little ufc action yeah for the most part i don't need it during the football season right i don't need it during um the these months coming up really with yeah, the playoffs. I'm with you. I can lay low a little bit on the UFC because I'm telling you, I get I really end up getting crushed every year. So maybe just I gotta back away from that and then just win every single other game I bet for the year. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, that that's, shouldn't be too hard. I, I think I, that's my resolution to win every single game and like like a diet I would go on within twenty four right. hours, <laughs> it will be over. My resolution <laughs> is broken and I can go on living my life it's so funny it's not like that with the gyms right like with the gyms they do a, a great payout in january they sign everybody up but the sports book accounts fandle is not going to lose anybody from, from january on uh god bless it that's why gambling is so good yeah Polly kid you know what listen dana white isnn't doing you any favor starting these cards at uh the, the 245 in the oh morning that's another Eastern thing yeah. right can we start an hour earlier please yeah, yeah. just give me one hour earlier start with I the agree. main card. Yeah. Nine o'clock Eastern time, not 10 o'clock. Please. I'm with Please. You. Well, right. Sal, what well, do you think? Speaking of late things, what do you guys think of the college playoff 
times. What are they doing? Like, They're not doing two and five. It, it's uh, Pacific. No. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, wow. yeah. Pacific. It's like five. No, it's still later. Eight forty-five, right? Or something well, like be, that. Yeah. because they have. I think there's. They're doing the other uh, bowl games too. I don't think they do. They, yeah, you said they did this be, last year. Yeah, I guess it's because of the other bowl games. I just wish. I wish you it was like four thirty, four thirty, and eight. It See, Brian, you you you're against your your brother Darren. He he wants everything's a little earlier. You need everything. <laughs> you you need the farmers to be able to catch this when they wake up at four forty-five <laughs> in the morning. Uh, all right, so I think we'll probably all. Break our resolutions within uh by January seven oh, yeah. and a half. I'm going to say Definitely. uh is the over under. Harry, you're in the fantasy finals for the first time in what thirty six years? No, how many? No, years? not that long, but not that long, but still in the finals. And Gagnon is riding off to a title, baby. Oh, that's right. So you oh, picked the Cowboys. Got you picked, yeah. Oh, you picked the over in the game. That's right. So yeah. that right. So you got you're all over the place with that. Uh, I and, mean, uh, got, listen, yeah. I do have I, it, very interesting here. I know uh, you guys gave me some uh, some crap about sitting Mostert a couple times, but uh, you know Simmons but, asked me this too. He had Mostert. He's like, should I sit him? And it was the same thing. It was like B. John Rob's like. You shouldn't even be playing. For, just quit. Just retire from fantasy if you're sitting a twenty <laughs> touchdown guy. What are you doing? All of a sudden, though, now Bijan looked great last week. He didn't get in the end Cares. zone, but he got a lot of touches. They're playing the Bears, Mixon against Kansas City, Mostert against the Ravens. I got to start two of the three. Listen, there are guys you could second guess, like, all right, I drafted him high. I got to right, stop. Right. And then there's guys who have produced for you, and you'll feel like a total jackass if it goes off. I know it's not likely against the Ravens, but. Well, you, you, okay, you, well, let me ask you this. Okay, I start Mostert. Let's just not. Let's. I'm not going to help you out. I'm not helping you out. What? Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not, ask, ask I'm, not ask, I'm not asking to help me out. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah. who would you start, Mixon or Bijan? Mixon uh, at the Chiefs. Bijan. Where are they? Against the Bears. I don't know. Is it? It's going to be poetic justice. Well, how great would it be if Pickens is the guy that costs Harry the championship? He had his game last week. I'm not worried about Pickens oh, that's one bit. One. Right, but but remember, that was the controversy of the draft. You took him so high. Yeah, right. And then and now him. that you're playing against him after right. letting you him go. Him. The guy picked him up. That right. would be amazing. I love that. If that's Dad's what, already given me crap about not having it. I gotta I gotta be honest with you. People. I'm looking at both I'm looking at both of your teams. That's a nice story. Yeah. Harry's a six-point underdog. They're, right both, they're, they're both very <laughs> underwhelming teams. A thirteen-point underdog last week. Sorry, you you are an underdog again. You're projected for seventy-five Bring points. It. Darren hates this. Really? Uh, Darren hates yeah. this division. Uh, the two winners are from the same division. This is to Darren. This is like if the Saints played the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Uh, right. What that's what. The, that's exactly what this. You know so look Darren, at their look way, at the teams. I'm not looking. They've done a good job, I guess. But yeah. Just want to throw this out there to you, Darren. If you since you're giving me crap, Mari Cooper was the, the second player in NFL history, second player in NFL history to have 200 yards in a game for three different teams. Hmm. And Dallas chose to sign Gallup instead of Cooper. Dummies. No, that's not. They would have kept Lamb. A bunch of things they would have happened there. They could have no, still kept him. No. Still kept him. All right. Uh, a little problem internally, and they they let him go. I know Gallup. people hate this stuff, but I, I am looking at uh, Harry's opponent, Larry the Llama, who we went to college with. So these are two college buddies uh, squaring yes. off here. Um, coach rating eighth for Harry out of ten. This is a ten team league. Schedule <laughs> difficulty seventh. Passing rank eighth. Receiving rank tenth. I don't know how the hell during this game. I honestly don't. It's crazy. It really doesn't make sense. Yeah. Manager of the year, D. Mostert, 
Cortland Sutton's ahead. Coach though. rating eighth. Cortland Sutton's ahead. General manager different than coach because you're eighth in the coach rating. Uh, all right. Where do you see that? Where do you find I, that? I just Sal? hit what? the score. No, I just hit scores. What did I do? A preview? A scoring preview. Yeah. And that's yeah, gotcha. powered by yeah. Snickers. Harry, is your lineup yeah. set? Is that pretty much your lineup? I'm no, looking at it right I don't now. know. I got to figure out this Cooper thing. No, now. he's got to take Mostert out. He's not done screwing with it. All right. There you go. What? That oh, does it. The Cooper on the hookup, Sal. <laughs> listen, learn the quarterback's <laughs> name, for God's sakes. Uh, all right, listen, that's going to do it. <laughs> we appreciate everybody for uh, listening all year long. We have uh, devoted oh, yeah. listeners. Some are maybe too yeah. devoted, I would say, um, <laughs> but uh, devoted nonetheless. And uh, God bless you all for sticking we with us. We have great listeners. We have the We're best. Really we devoted. have the best listeners. Loyal they they just they're the best. They really, thank thank goodness they for the for and these thank people. you for uh, sticking with us from the changeover from extra points to the ringer now and I think we've found our groove again and uh, and now that we have these resolutions forget it I mean I don't see any losing in uh, 2024 and so uh, thank uh, that's gonna do it for another episode of Against All Odds the last of 23 2023 uh, for the degenerate trifecta. And Mikey Meatballs, I'm Sal, saying so long and happy handicapping. And happy new year. You must be 21 or older and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. You have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit C cpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York.